0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solas TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, so tire buying should be.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.
4: Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
6: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
7: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Man, it sounded better in my head than it does coming out of my mouth. Whoa! Whoa! Hope you're good. Happy Valentine's Day to you. We could do some of that hokey, uh who do you love in sports, 877-99 on Fox, but we won't because we got too much other stuff to talk about. Man, Cody Bellinger, let the Astros have it. Why I believe what Cody Bellinger is saying is not only something that most in Major League Baseball believe, but why I believe it would change the steroid era if the steroid era existed Today, Matt Miller is going to join us from Bleach Report, talk some NFL draft. We got some Clippers to talk about. John Middlecoff will join us as uh, we'll try and play the quarterback shuffle. And Eddie House will join us as we discuss the Clippers, the Lakers, the All-Star game, et al. But let's start with something we saw last night in uh, New Orleans. The Pelicans, for the record, Lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe lost in this entire discussion is, of all the surprises we have in professional sports, the Oklahoma City Thunder are probably the most surprising team. You okay with that? Like, remember, when they trade away Russell Westbrook after trading away Paul George, you're like, well, they're tanking. Didn't you think that? Look at their record now, and they say tanks but no tanks. Instead, though, let's focus on Zion Williamson. I, I, I kind of think we're watching another Lamar Jackson. Now, my fear with Lamar Jackson is what? Teams will adjust and he could get hurt. I, how do I know that? Because I, I have I have Vince Young as a pro bowler, as a rookie. I have RG3 leading the Redskins to the playoffs as a rookie. I have Tim Tebow leading the Broncos to the second round of the playoffs in his second year as a starter. I remember Tebow time. I have seen these things before. And because of it, I also know that Colin Kaepernick, after his first year and a half as a starter, came really back down to earth. People adjusted. And Kaepernick got hurt. And RG3 got hurt. My fear for Zion Williamson is injury. He's six, five and a half, six foot six, 275, 280 pounds. He jumps to the moon, which means he also lands coming back from the moon. And unlike being on the moon, the gravitational pull means a lot of force coming down on those knees and hips. I have fear of injury, I have fear of adjustment. because like Lamar Jackson, we have never seen this type of athleticism at that position. Like Lamar is more skilled than maybe we thought, but his refinement as a quarterback is not there yet, but he's improved from year one to year two. But Lamar Jackson is arguably, or maybe inarguably, the fastest and quickest player to be a run pass quarterback in NFL history. So. When you factor in the speed and explosiveness, you just don't see elsewhere. Other people have tried to run forms and variations of this offense. Even Greg Roman doing it in Buffalo and and with the San Francisco 49ers. It's different when it's with this speed. The same is true in the NBA. We've seen small ball big guys before. We've seen athletic smaller players play center before we haven't seen the combination of speed, strength, athleticism in a small ball package at this play at, at, in the NBA. Steven Adams simply could do nothing with him last night. Right? Go back and watch the Portland trailblazers. Like the Portland trailblazers have an athletic shot blocking big guy who should should, be able, should have been able to play off of Zion Williamson, block shots, make him shoot, generally wreck havoc. Now, that's the plan. How'd that plan work out? Not good. So instead, you know, we watched Hassan Whiteside look like a guy who was completely at a loss as to what to do with Zion, and they got blown out. Now... I don't think a power forward center has nearly the impact of Lamar Jackson. And one of the reasons that even Lamar Jackson with his impact was able to make the playoffs both years is they had a great defense and a great running game. In other words, he was surrounded by a a very good team and a very well coached team. and They were awesome in special teams and that allowed him to get to the playoffs. And ultimately playoffs, they adjust, they expose you, which is what would happen if Zion got there. And I think that Zion has a good team. They're pretty well coached. They're pretty talented. And they could get to the playoffs. Ultimately, in the playoffs, he would get exposed because he can't shoot. And he'd find the right matchup of a big guy who could play off, who could make him shoot, who could keep him out of the lane, and it would limit him. It wouldn't eliminate the dunks or some of the block shots, but it would limit him substantially at this point in his development. Zion is everything we thought he would be. And maybe then some considering he hasn't had a preseason. He hasn't had a, you know, 35 games to adjust to the NBA. He's still lacking the jump shot. He's still not a true perimeter player. He's not at the optimum weight that he should be. And if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be very good, maybe even uh, beyond very good. It could be incredible. But it's hard to tell at this point in time because he's so explosive. One, because he's got fresh legs. Everybody else has played 45 games. He's only played 10. Two, because he's 19, he's going to regenerate that energy. And three, look, he's just an explosive freak. If an athlete in that type of body type, we have not seen before. We've seen versions of it, but we have not seen it before. So when Zion Williamson has 31 points against the Oklahoma City Thunder, a very good right now playoff team who did in fact beat the New Orleans Pelicans, you sit there and go, man, this thing is in fact real. And it's spectacular. And it's spectacular. Um, But don't forget Zion Williamson's playing center and playing some power forward. It's that Draymond Green meets Charles Barkley meets, um, you know, PJ Tucker minus a jump shot type of position. Unlike PJ Tucker, he can score in the low post. He's a little bit bigger and a lot stronger, but he can't shoot. But well, you can teach guys to shoot. You can't teach the type of God-given athleticism and how hard he plays. You can't teach that to guys. If you want to draw a parallel between what he's doing to the league, it's very similar to what Lamar Jackson did to the league. Are there limitations? Sure. In the NFL, you should have to throw the football in order to be successful. They really didn't throw it in terms of volume a ton. In the NBA, you should have to shoot the basketball well from the perimeter to be successful. And He's not really shooting the ball from the perimeter almost at all. Kind of fascinating to see this guy work.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Do you love Selena?
8: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
5: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast,
8: Becoming an Icon.
4: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
1: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio radio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: Matt Miller's a, a long time, uh, radio friend of mine, right? We, we run into each other events and uh, he does a great job over at bleach report. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Um, and if you, you want his, his stuff is so good on the draft. It, it, it just screams at you. Um, Matt, I this is how I Cowherd asked me earlier today. Hey, if you're Joe Burrow, do you do the John Elway? Do you do the Eli Manning? Do you refuse to play for the Bengals? And I said, like, look, I just you don't bluff the Bengals because they're not gonna. They want Joe Burrow. They're gonna draft Joe Burrow. And if Joe Burrow chooses to sit a year, that's fine. It's the Bengals. They they really don't care. They're they're not wired like other franchises. Is is that how you feel about it?
6: Oh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. You know, actually, I wrote an article this morning. You can find it in the Bleach Report app, and it, it, that's what it says, Doug, is that the Bengals have basically signaled to everyone. You can talk to people at LSU, you can talk to people in the NFL. They say, yeah, Burrow is going to be the pick. And, you know, a month ago it was like, unless there's a Ricky Williams kind of trade, you know, where you basically send your entire draft class, if you're the Miami Dolphins, all 13 picks, to get Joe Burrow at number one. But I think now with the health of Tua Tunga Bailoa, you know, the reports are, are getting better. It seems like every time he, he just checked – I think that a team like Miami can say, "All right, well, we got five, eighteen, and twenty-six. We'll just move up to three to get to it. Instead of having to mortgage everything to go up to number one to get Joe Burrow. And I think with Joe, you know, there's an obvious connection there from you know his two older brothers played at Nebraska, where Zach Taylor played. His dad coached at Nebraska. There's a lot of connections there. He's from Southeast Ohio, Cincinnati's, and uh, Central Ohio. I mean, there's a lot of connections there. And I think one thing, and I've heard that a lot, of like maybe he should do the Eli Manning." Everything I've heard, and and I haven't had a chance to sit down with Burrow for an extended period of time, but everything I've heard is that he's just not that kind of guy. Like, he understands that a year ago, none of us were talking about him being in this spot. Nine months ago, none of us were talking about him being in this spot. So I think, you know, there's always going to be that chip on his shoulder that, you know, Ohio State didn't want him. Nebraska didn't want him when he transferred from Ohio State. He goes to LSU, has the best season I've ever seen a quarterback have. And I think he'll always have that chip on his shoulder. But I think he's also going to be really grateful to be the first pick in the draft.
7: Which, to me, is interesting because the Redskins can become, in many ways, like the 49ers, right? Because the Arizona Cardinals chose to go quarterback and draft a guy who was not the number one prospect, they end up getting Nick Bosa, who, look, he was the best player on the field at the Super Bowl. Um, Is Chase Young as good, as as active as Nick Bosa?
6: I don't think he's as good against the run, but he's faster. I think if you were going to have a complaint about Nick Bosa coming out last year, other than the injury, it was that his first step wasn't always great, You know, but he's so technically smart that that allowed him to cover up some of that. So I think with Chase Young, we're looking at a guy who's a lot like Miles Garrett was, where he should come out and be a 10 or 12 sack guy as a rookie, and if you're Washington, like you said, Doug, you could have Chase Young and Montez Sweat on the edges, both first-round picks. You could have Jerron Payne and John Allen in the middle, both first-round picks. And Matt Ioannidis, who was not a first-round pick, might be your best other defensive lineman. So you can mirror what the Niners did with their five first-round picks on the D-line. And no one is saying that Washington's going to go from the number-two pick to the Super Bowl, like San Francisco did. But it is, it, it's is—it's a good model. I think the biggest question there is, like Arizona last year, you, you fire a coach, you got a new guy coming in, and Ron Rivera. How does he feel uh, about what they have in Dwayne Haskins, at the quarterback? They kept Kyle Smith, A.J. Smith, a son. A.J. was the GM of the Chargers and, and the Bills for a long time. So Kyle still being there, I think, probably signals to us that they're going to at least roll with Haskins and see what he can do with a better support staff around him. But I think you have to leave the window of possibility open that they could go quarterback, really, until they say they're not. They got Alex Smith coming back off injury. So there's, there's some question marks there. But the, the easy pick, the smart pick, Chase Young's the best player in this draft. You just take him at two and feel really, really good about your pass rush for the next five years.
7: Matt Miller joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Okay, Matt, uh, Josh Norman gets cut today from the Skins. Can he still play football?
6: I think he's a little washed. I mean, he's kind of hit that mark. Like, at 30, if you're a corner, unless you're Richard Sherman at 30, I start to look at, man, I could draft somebody who's 22 and a lot cheaper than you and they might not be as technically sound. They might not have seen all the things that you've seen, but they could probably run better, and they're going to be much, much cheaper. So with Josh Norman, like, someone could bring him in. I don't think he's going to be that dude locking people down in man coverage. So he's probably going to one of those teams that's going to run a a heavy cover three where he's not expected to run with Tyree Kill down the field. You know, like we we saw in the Super Bowl, even Richard Sherman got got toasted a little bit. So I think with Norman – you know, obviously, you know he's been a very good player for a long time, but I, I think he's, he's toward the end of his rope here.
7: Let's, let's get to Detroit at three. They shot down rumors of trading Stafford. Why did those rumors exist?
6: I don't know, man. If people get bored this time of year. You can't trade Matt Stafford. You, I mean, I guess you can, but it's going to cost the Detroit Lions $30 million if they trade him. I mean, he's counting $30 million against their cap, whether he's on their team or not. And they're not a team that's like the Miami Dolphins that have $94 million in cap space. Where they could do that so i think i think it's like with Derek carr this time of year people get a little bit bored and they start to think about all oh, the all the quarterback moving parts if i'm the lions and i have matt stafford who's a good quarterback when healthy he's coming up two seasons with back injuries that worries you a little bit but are you really going to trade the, the, what you know you have in matt stafford and draft to a of who has had a hip a fractured hip and two ankle injuries in two years so I think like the devil you know in this situation is a little bit better, especially when you're already paying him $30 million. And when the alternative is a really good college quarterback who's been hurt a lot over the last two years and is not, he's not a sure thing. As good as Tua is, as much fun as he is as a prospect, he's still a prospect. He could still bust. And so I think, I think it's it's just that time. You know, we're waiting for the combine to get here. Everybody's a little bit bored. TV stations in Detroit need something to talk about because they, you know, the, the Tigers. Uh, aren't, aren't hitting yet. So I think that's where the Stafford rumors come from.
7: Follow Matt Miller on Twitter at NFL DraftStock, uh, D- NFL Draft Scout. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Also check out his podcast, Stick to Football. Um, what do you think about Tom Brady? I mean, this is a, a hard one because it's just, to me, hard to conceptualize a guy would learn a whole new verbiage or language of offense. On the other hand, maybe he brings his offense, but then you got to teach a whole a staff you know, his, his offense. He got to skip OTAs last year. Stands to reason if he stayed in New England, he'd skip it again. Like, I just, I i can't find a spot which is definitively better than New England for him to finish his career. What do you think happens with Tom Brady?
6: I think he stays. I really do. And, and that's just my opinion. New England is one of the teams. They might be the only team, honestly, in the NFL where you cannot get anyone there to credibly talk about their plans. And I think right now they might not even know what the plan is, but I'm with you. He's he's going to be forty-three years old. I don't think he wants to, you know, uproot his family, learn a new offense, learn new teammates. He's talked in years past about how important chemistry is, you know, with Edelman and he. What do you have with Gronk? You really want to go to the Chargers, where the offensive line is terrible? They're probably drafting a quarterback at six, and you don't know Keenan Allen. You don't know Mike Williams. Hunter Henry's a free agent. Melvin Gordon's a free agent. Do you really want to move all the way across the country to learn a new system, learn a new team, and? and we're talking about Tom Brady, he's not going to want to go somewhere and be 8-8. Eight and eight. This guy's never had a losing season. He, if he's going to go somewhere, it has to be, I think, a ready-made roster. Yeah. And there's not one. There's not one that exists. The if, if
7: there was not exist, they wouldn't need a quarterback, right? Exactly, like that's the, right. I, I like the Chargers are the best option in terms of skill position, but worse in terms of offensive line. And they're like the seventh most important NFL team in L.A. I don't buy right. Tennessee in terms of market size or wide receivers. I like their offensive line. I love, love the running back. But I, I, don't, I don't see that uh, Raiders aren't there they haven't won in, they've won one playoffs in 20 years like I just don't see it
6: I don't either and some people are going to say the Colts I don't he's see that to Tom, he's not going to Tom he's not right.
7: going to Peyton Manning's right?
6: team Peyton Man- yeah you're not going to Manning's house and, and trying to win a Super Bowl there so I think I think when it all comes down to it Brady's probably just going to say hey give me 25 or 30 million dollars and then give me 10 under the table for TB12 get me AJ Green get me Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper and, and let's go let's go try to win one or two more while we can
7: Matt Miller joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It sounds as if you're a bit skeptical about Tua.
6: A little. I'm worried. I think, but, you know, that's my job. It's like risk assessment, basically. You look at what a guy can do, and then you look at what he can't do or what his limitations are. I love Tua headed into the year. I, You know, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and one thing that I've learned is that guys who are hurt in college are generally hurt in the NFL. Like, if you have trouble staying healthy in college, it's going to carry over, you know, and it's rare to see a guy have injuries and back-to-back years completely overcome that once they get in the league. You might be able to for a couple of years, like Todd Gurley, eventually it's going to catch up with you. So I think with Tua, that's where my skepticism comes in. I still like him more than Justin Herbert or Jordan Love or Jacob Eason or Jalen Hurts or Jake Fromm, but I I think there are questions. And that's, you know, that's player evaluation. You can say, here are all the positives, all the things he does great. You know, mobility, touch accuracy, he's incredibly smart. Uh, but on the other side of that okay well what could cause this to not work and with Tua it, it's not a skill set limitation it's just the injuries and and that's what scares me when it comes to him
7: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio right? that that's the voice of Matt Miller all right so Justin Herbert now I'll tell you this that that I I have friends that uh that work out all these quarterbacks they're all they all work out very close to where I live and they're like have you guys seen Justin Herbert in person I was like yeah I've, I've met him before Six five two forty 240, runs, throws, but maybe there's something missing, right? Burrow doesn't throw nearly the ball of uh, of, uh, of Justin Herbert. What's missing with Herbert?
6: Well, and I, I have seen him in person. You're right. I mean, he's built like Carson Wentz. You know, it's like this is a grown man, you know, or Josh Allen. You know, he's a big quarterback. He's a good athlete. I think what's missing is, and some of this was what they did at Oregon, he didn't get to second and third progressions ever. Uh, you watch him play against Utah, who's going to have like eight guys on defense drafted. He just didn't get to a second and third read. So that becomes a question of, okay, if if he gets drafted into an offense where, you know, he has to do that, where it's a five-step drop and boom, 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 you know, you're getting to your fourth read in two seconds. Can he do that? He has an arm to make every throw, but will he see those throws to make? And so I think that is the biggest question about Herbert. You know, a year ago there was a lot of talk about, you know, he's kind of a, an odd dude. He's not maybe a, you know this vocal leader. I saw him at the Senior Bowl for a week. I thought he did a really good job there of taking charge of his roster and, and being that guy. The, the questions are, you know, I think level of competition in the Pac-12, unfortunately, has not been great. And when he did have to play good defenses like at Utah, that's when he really struggled. So uh, there's just – there is, you're right, there's something missing when you watch him play. You want, you want more. And I, I think with decision-making, I call it a slow trigger. Sometimes that's like you just can't fix that. Either a guy sees it quickly and makes the throws or he doesn't. And I think with Joe Burrow, he has that. You see him get to his third and fourth read. He's moving around in the pocket. His eyes are always downfield. Herbert's a good athlete. You don't see him make that many plays off his first target. It's, it's almost panicked at times.
7: Uh, last thing. Uh, okay. Jameis Winston. Where's he go?
6: Gosh, I don't know, man. I, who would want Jameis Winston? I, I'm probably like the biggest Jameis Winston critic in the world. Oh, he got LASIK, and that's going to make a huge deal. This guy, this is who he was in college. He throws a ton of turnovers or throws a ton of picks. He fumbles the ball a lot. So, you know, Tampa's honestly like a good fit for him because they're going to throw the ball down the field to be aggressive, and they're not going to care as much about interceptions. But if it's not Tampa, I don't think he's going to go somewhere and be a starter. I mean, it might be somewhere like Chicago where he can try to push Mitch Trubisky, or, you know, it might be the Raiders where, you know, John Gruden's favorite quarterback is his next quarterback. I just don't think there's a, a ready-made fit for Jameis Winston outside of Tampa.
7: Awesome stuff, Matt Miller at NFL Draft Stock is his uh, Twitter handle. Check out his at it. What did I say? At it. Stop my bad. I'm I'm having one of those days. My voice You're struggling stinks today, man. My right. voice stinks. You know, I just it, there's yeah. nothing uh, at NFL Draft Scout out NFL Draft Scout. And of course, the podcast is Stick to Football. All good in Joplin.
6: All good. I'm I'm in the Ozarks for the weekend. About to go hiking and and turn my phone off for three days. So. Happy Valentine's Day to to you and the missus. Hope you guys have
7: a good one. Legit, turning the phone off.
6: Yeah, it's off, man. As soon as I'm done with you, I'm I'm done. I'm going dark for the weekend.
7: Wow, what would that be like? I don't know. I don't even know, man. Better hope nothing great. Nothing great. No kids. No phone. Right, man. All right, have a good weekend, dude. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. See ya. Matt Miller, live from the Ozarks.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
8: Do
4: you love Selena?
8: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
5: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
4: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an
1: Icon. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: Let's catch up with one of my favorites. Eddie House is a NBA champion, of course, played with LeBron, and uh, he joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, really enjoyed watching your son, Jalen, defend. Like, I didn't know your your family played defense, and your son goes and just climbs into USC and helps uh, helps Arizona State come back and get that win Saturday night
9: Hey, man, listen, Dougie Fresh, check this out. I'm the all-time leading scorer, uh, uh not scorer, but also in steals at ASU, so I had to play some kind of defense. Give me some sort of credit, please. I get
7: it, but we both know steals <laughs> does not always equate to defense. Sometimes you can float.
9: Oh, yeah, it does, because that's a stop. That's a turnover. If you get a steal, that's a turnover. That's part of defense. Fair. I don't know where you, what you're looking at. Fair. But anyway, anyway, man, how are you doing?
7: I'm good. I'm good. Um, first, give me your sense. The, the clips last night, obviously, they don't have Paul George most of the game. Don't have Pat Beverly. Uh, game goes double overtime. Great game. But we start to wonder like, all right, here's a Clippers team that their two best players are they have nagging injury. They always like Paul George, always hurt, and Kawhi's got nagging injuries. How confident are you that they'll be healthy for the playoffs?
9: Well, you you got to it has to raise a red flag because Paul George has been getting hurt. And, you know, sometimes the injuries follow guys. You know, it's been a lot of guys who have been really extremely talented, really good players in this league that just always seem to be hurt. Hopefully, and and right now what it looks like is that he is starting to trend to being one of those guys. Hopefully that for for their sake that he won't be that and going moving forward during the season. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about, well, they, they won't have any cohesiveness. One thing they will have in defense, you don't have to have too much cohesiveness. You go out there and lock up. That's the one thing that usually travels, and it doesn't take a lot of time for you to get acclimated with your teammates playing defense. On the offensive end, a different story. I think they'll be fine if he's able to be healthy, but it does raise a red flag because it, it, it's, it's becoming something that he is he's always dealing with some sort of injury. And the Clippers have pushed all their eggs in one basket believing that these two guys here, are going to get them over the hump. And you lose one of them, just one of them. And it, it makes it extremely hard for them to get through the Lakers in the West.
7: Speaking of the Lakers, uh, Caruso played well two nights ago against Denver. Rondo played well uh, a couple nights before that. Do they have – they They clearly wanted Darren Collison to be their starting point guard, and he's going to stay retired for now. Uh, do they have enough – to take down the Clippers and to, to survive the West?
9: Man, you got LeBron James. That's right there. Then you got Anthony Davis. Those two guys are in, in alone are enough to get things done because all it takes, you know, basketball is like that where a guy can literally just take over the game and there's nothing nobody can do about it. It's not like any other sport. Uh, well, I guess you could say in baseball, a pitcher could take over a game. It's similar to that, but they got two guys that can take over games and the one thing that worries me is the bench of the Lakers. I don't know how deep they are, but they're going to need performances like Caruso, like Rondo, Dwight Howard, Danny Green. They're going to need guys who are not the guys. They're just going to have to have games to get that one win. They don't have to be. They don't have to be lights out for a whole series. You just have to be lights out for one game. You have to, you know, carry your weight for one game and maybe go a little bit above and beyond to help these guys to where they don't have to carry so much of the load, LeBron and AD I'm talking about, because, you know, you can game plan and you trap LeBron, he's going to have to get off the ball. He will because he's a willing passer. He's not a guy that's saying, hey, I'm going to just run through this double team. So, for me, it's going to be about how are these other guys going to step up. Kyle Kuzma is going to have to step up his game uh, immensely. I mean, he has been – uh, a roller coaster ride. He's been up and down. He's giving you good games, but those good games is when one of those guys haven't been playing. Can he do that when everybody's healthy and everybody's in the lineup?
7: Anyhow, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio are the Celtics, legitimate contenders for the East.
9: No doubt, no doubt they are, and I think last night was uh, if everybody has haven't been. Uh, paying attention, this is uh, it was almost a coming-out party for Jason Tatum because the way he took over the game last night, he was the best player on the court last night. And in the moments when it counted, you got it, not only the, the scoring, he was go- guarding Kawhi for the last three possessions and and defended him extremely well. He contested shots. He forced him to fade-away jump shots. Yeah, Kawhi likes to do that, but that was a lot of – Jason Tatum has length. And he contested it with length. He stayed down, kept him in front of him, and then on the other end, he just went to work. So I, I believe it was a, it was one of those moments to where Jason Tatum is feeling like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm a guy too, you know, I, I'm here too. It's not Kimball, Yeah, he's a veteran, but I think this is going to be my my show from here on out.
7: Eddie House, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I, I the Zion thing. Zion feels like Lamar Jackson to me. Guys, are just we're just not used to that sort of speed and athleticism. I know he's undersized, but he's playing center. Do you think the league can adjust to him and slow him down?
9: Well, if, if somebody could keep him in front of you, um, I haven't really seen any wiggle from him. You know, if, if you could keep him from scoring around the bat, kind of like when Dwight Howard came in, um, game plans were don't let him catch any lobs. Force him to play with his back to the basket and try to score through you, through you and, or and not really so much over you like through the rim. Play good defense. You come with digs and stunts and things like that, or maybe come with a double team to just kind of keep him off balance. I just think that what Zion does is so special because he's not a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be so effective. He has a knack to be. Some guys just have this to where they're always around the rim, where the ball's coming off at. They understand where the, the, the rebound's coming off. He's there. He understands the right angle to get a lob. He runs the floor and those things right there, is getting him all pretty much all his points. We ain't talking about he's not even knocking down threes. He's hit the threes in that, that one game, and, I mean, that was an anomaly it looks like. And so, to me, if he is able to work on that, he's going to be tough to deal with. But right now you can game plans for him because he's not a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands a lot if you, need, if, you, if you need the game plan for him when he catches it. You can game plan to send some guys to him because he doesn't have the ball in his hands a lot.
7: Eddie House joining us, NBA champion, and of course uh, leads us joins us as an analyst here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, We're we're getting ready here for the All Star Game, and I'm not a huge All Star Game guy, but uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out how Brad Beal got snubbed, right? And look, I I get that the Bucks had the best record, but I mean, we got. Well, anybody other than Giannis is not better than Brad Beal. Um, how does the what do we make of the All Star game in terms of players? Do the players actually take it as a validation of who the best players are?
9: I, I don't think that's that's not what it is. It's is the people that are are getting me in coaches and stuff are saying, hey, are they a winning team? And to me, it doesn't matter. This is an individual accolade, an All Star. What are you doing? And if what Bradley Beal is doing, I mean, he's doing everything he can to have his team win. His team just is bad. Right. What can you do? You know, and it's not like he has been on bad teams. It's not like something that where his whole career he's been on bad teams. They've been in playoff games. He's played in playoff games. He's done these things in playoff games. So you know that he's a a dependable player. It's not like oh, I'm just going out and getting numbers in meaningless games. Like back when you I, when I played for the Clippers, guys were getting numbers. But they were meaningless numbers really because they were empty. We weren't equating to wins. Though guys were good, but they will never make an all star game because they were meaningless wins meaningless numbers. But you look at what Bradley Bill was doing, he's been doing this and he's always he has been trending up for a yeah. while now. It's unfortunate for him not to make the all star game. I think that you know, people need to just reevaluate that hey, you take your winning in consideration, yeah, we want to to a certain extent. But you got to also understand that if somebody's doing something that is just extraordinary, that's usually what an All-Star means, that he is having an All-Star type year because he has these extraordinary numbers.
7: Um, It's it's obviously there's going to be a lot of Kobe at the All-Star. It's a, hard, right? Because yeah. you, you want it to be about the All-Stars. These guys earned the right. You want it to be about the sport. It's going to be about Kobe. You played in the Kobe era. Um, You know, we're about the same age. I'm just wondering... Now we're a couple weeks removed. What's it feel like to know Kobe is no longer of this earth as a kind of guardian of the game?
9: It's, it's still hard, man. Like just you saying that to me right now, got chills down my neck. And yeah, my me, too. To, me too. Me too. To, uh, yeah. You know, get get water in my eyes because it's just something that, you know, it, it was a contemporary, a guy we competed against, somebody that we actually watched grow up in front of us, you know. And even though he's the same age, he's a guy that you admire from afar, even though he was a competitor, you admire what he did, what he went through, how he handled himself, the way he carried himself, and just who, what he stood for in the game of basketball. So it's it's going to be hard, man, and it, I don't think it'll ever get easy. To be honest with you, um, I think for those who who knew Kobe, and uh, for those who competed against him, for those who understood what he really stood for, um, I don't think that it's something that anybody will, that we will ever get over. It's something that we it will always uh, hit us. Uh, whenever we start talking about it, it'll just hit us in a different way um, than if you were just talking about somebody else that that you possibly passed that knew passing through. It was just it's it's just different.
7: All right, last thing: All Star games in Chicago. Um, I remember Jordan in Chicago winning the dunk contest. Right, takes off from the free throw line, cocks the ball back like every. That's our generation. That's 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 our that was that was like the last dunk contest that seemed to matter. Did Dominique get robbed? Oh. Hey, that's
9: a tough one right there, My man. thing with hey. Dominique
7: was every dunk kind of looked alike. They were all like windmills. They were Yeah, amazing. right.
9: That's the one. <laughs> they were, But they, they were so strong and powerful. I know. I you know. You know, everybody couldn't do it, but you're right. That's the one thing about Dominique. Everything was a two-handed windmill, two-handed behind, the, uh, two-handed reverse, or cock it back, or he had the one where he uh, caught in, a, uh, you know, the classic pitcher where his legs are kind of together but a little bit out and it's one-handed. That was a fantastic dunk contest. Jumping from the free throw line, they had seen Dr. J do it, but Jordan put that extra little flair on it that, I mean, you had to give it to him.
7: Eddie, great stuff. Enjoy the All-Star weekend. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yep, take care, man. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell, to saving $0.10 per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with twelve Phillips over three months, 10 gallon minimum per fill-up at participating shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com slash status.
0: I'm Diosa, and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is